Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdin' Out, the only podcast that will soon develop a better intro. I'm one of your hosts, Ronan Hunter, with my split personality over at the other end of the mic. And I'm Duke Savage. Welcome back. Uh, We just uh, did our inaugural return episode not too long ago. Uh, We had a lot to talk about because it was a good long absence since our last uh, recording. So we're going to go ahead and jump into a few more topics we wanted to talk about uh, without keeping the last episode running too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but real quick, how are you doing today, Duke? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, I'm feeling the heat now. It is, oh, yeah. let's see, mid-May, and it's already feeling like summer, which is to be expected here in El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. The Texas is like, what the hell is fall and spring? Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Lizbeth is already uh, stating, oh my gosh, I'm missing fall, and I'm missing fall so much right now. Yeah, not not too bad. That's good. That's good. What about you? Well, my reflection stopped talking to me again. Again? We got, yeah. We got into an argue about, argument about whether or not I should cut my hair. Um, oh, man. Who won? Well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, there's good arguments on both sides. <laughs> what, no, cut really your hair. Was... Why don't you? All right. <laughs> No, what's really bad though is he's now talking with my other personality in Spanish, and he knows I don't speak Spanish. Oh man, what a cheesemo! Yeah. Is that what they say? Right. Is it a cheesemo? I, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I unfortunately do not either, so I can't help you with that. <laughs> if they're talking crap about you, eh, I, I think I think they're doing it. Like like every non-Spanish speaker in this area, we only know the bad words. Yeah, <laughs> chingalera. <laughs> or is that like a chandelier just translated to Spanish? Um, candle holder. Yeah, there you go. I think that's candle what it up. sounds like. There are so many Spanish words that if you were to ask me what they mean, I would probably guess 100% wrong. Like <laughs> like a pantufla would probably be like some sort of a blanket, I'm sure. I'd be like those little uh, pill bugs from A Bug's Life where I would just like smile. All through my teeth right. and then shrug off camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, dang! I'm so glad that we're recording again, man. This feels good. This feels yeah, nice. It's, this it's feels awesome right to talk to someone that can actually talk back. <laughs> I thought your reflection did. Don't you Not give them anymore. time to respond? <laughs> Shoot, that's just rudeness right there. Won't even won't even look at me anymore. That's the that's what hurts the most. I think you need to change up your perfume. If I could recommend something. I would if all the stores were open. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. We are recording in amongst of a uh, quarantine, if I could uh, speak correctly. Um, we are currently in the midst of the virus that should not be named. Uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so we are definitely trying to make the best of it uh, with our recording schedules, with our gaming schedules, work schedules, uh, you know, schedules. Uh, so what's up with you? What are you doing? What do you doing today what do you want to say well we mentioned it very today. briefly <laughs> damn i hate those ellipses <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> uh, we brought it up briefly in the last episode uh but one of the things that got people all up in the air well the nerd community uh in particular was the announcement of the cancellation of e3 due to Voldemort. oh yeah that um, 
really sucked. Yeah, um, it's the first time in E3's history that it's ever been canceled, and it's not like they postponed it. Like, um, like the El Paso Comic Con that normally takes place in in April was pushed back to October. A lot mm. of conventions are, are pushing back. Right. Um, E3 just flat out said, "No, we're done. We'll see you in 2021, maybe." Um, and they just canceled the floor show. It's true because uh, even California governors, um, they're even talking about um, delaying like the whole full opening of their city mm-hmm. for until 2022. And if I'm not what? mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, E3 is held in Los Angeles in the Los right. Angeles Convention Center. Right. Yeah. So if California. Uh, keeps with that, you know, extreme delay until 2022, they could be held for another year. Well, you know what that means, Danny? We got to get them to move down here. We have <laughs> Dude, a convention It's center, crazy that you say that. There are a lot of podcasts, famous podcasts, I'm sure you know, that, you know, they're all, you know, housed there in Los Angeles in California. You know, that's the freaking Hollywood state. And a lot of them are considering moving to Texas because of our lax quarantine laws. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you all talking about? Like, yeah. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Like, I'm so for stimulating the economy. I think. Yeah. Uh, believe me, we're Texas not going to get too political. Texas is just an all-around awesome state. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why it's Texas and it's 40, 40, uh, 49 uh, neighbors. <laughs> but I already feel weird when someone from California moves over here to Texas. And don't get me wrong, I'm not being prejudiced. It's just they act weird. They're different. And they're always trying to talk about their their I don't know, their 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 in and out burgers. In and out burgers. What is that? What's an in and out burger? Can't you just have a regular water burger like the rest of us? Right. Golly gee. Well right. oh, apparently they're they're not blessed to have one out there. Uh, sucks to suck. I got to right? say that. <laughs> no, but that, yeah, I mean, this is this E3 thing, man. This really uh, made me sad. And if you Google E3 2020 the, in big, bold letters, no details, no anything. It's just canceled 2020 mm-hmm. Electronic Entertainment Expo. I'm like, dang, that stinks so bad just to be so blunt. Like, sorry, next year. If. If, Yeah. One thing we can look forward to, because um, Nintendo's been doing been doing this um, for the past couple of years, and Sony and Microsoft oh, yeah. picked up on it uh, last year, is just stream an event. Um, Nintendo's gotten really good at, at this. Oh yeah, they're they're um, they called it what the Nintendo Treehouse. Yeah, is what the, um, their stream last year was was spot on, because um, they they have. They have a couple of mods there to take the interview questions, and then they have some uh, representatives from the company come down. And even if they don't want to have people there in person, they can do it over um, over vid- vidcam. They can do a video conference and then put up a um, gameplay video while they talk. Uh, Conan's been doing that. Yeah. He's been interviewing his guests through web- webcam at their home. Um, and you know what's even better doing it that way? is that you can have the entire video loaded. You can have the results already done in your favor. Unlike that whole Elon Musk debacle, you can actually plan what people are going to see during (laughs) during the whole stream. I think it's great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, we got to just keep our eyes open because E3 normally happens mid-June. That's just a few weeks away, about a month away from us. Um, 
we'll probably start hearing some announcements towards the end of May. What's what might happen? Um, I, I think it would be a huge missed opportunity for game companies to not uh, do some sort of stream and just say, hey, here's what's coming out. Hopefully this year, maybe next year. Enjoy the trailers. Here's some here's some interview questions. They you know? they have to they have to because they know that people are at home playing games all day. Yeah, I mean, come on, and, they um, have to. They can do. I don't know if you you heard about this, but Funimation is now doing those virtual screenings. No, for, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear this. No, yeah, apparently, like you can buy movie tickets and get a VR ticket to watch a movie in VR. Like they did the oh heck the, yes, uh, dude. Yeah, That's they did My nice. Hero. Uh, uh, two heroes. They Bro, did, uh, that is yeah. amazing. How does yeah. that so look? They can do that. They can sell virtual tickets, and people that you know have uh, VR equipment can can put that on and watch the uh, the stream live and VR. That would be pretty dope. That would be very dope. Uh, I wonder what the price point would be on that. Just because That's a I good question. My butt is a little chapped already, just from the twenty dollar. Um, rentals that they're doing right now for the straight to demand video oh, that they're doing yeah. uh, and i and i see both sides definitely i mean when uh me and lizzie go to the movies minimum we're spending 35 right for for two people and so why am i complaining about a 20 dollar rental because yeah. i don't know like I, it's weird to just accept like i'm not accepting it right now yeah, um, that, that that's that's something else that we wanted to talk about too. Was um, now that because since the theaters across the country have been closed for a couple of months mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. all these movies that were slated to come out during this time couldn't. Right. Um, so the movie theater or the the movie studios um, decided, hey, let's just put them on demand. And I think the first big one that I noticed it with was Trolls Two. Trolls Two, yeah. Yeah, they said, yeah, you can. You can get it on demand the day it comes out, uh, and and uh, you can watch it straight from your home. And all these movies started doing that. Um, Scoob was the big one that just came out uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, which I'm still I am not sure if I want to see it or not. I absolutely do not. I no? am so mad at that movie right now. It it it. Oh, uh, you know what? Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the, the, so you can you can rent it for twenty, and then uh, Scoob. I noticed they also did that. You can buy it for twenty six, so you can get it. Really, temp- that's different. Yes. I didn't know yeah. that. So it's oh. now you can now buy it right when right when it comes out. They'd have to pay me twenty six to watch that piece of <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of in the air about that one because like I like Scooby, he, he's a childhood. I do too. That's why I will yeah. refuse to watch it because that is not Scooby. Okay, uh, my biggest gripe, I gotta say, Scooby shouldn't be that understandable. You can't understand Scooby that well. That's why he was a big thing in the '60s. Like, That's what true. are you? Is he talking or is he not? Is my ears playing tricks on me? I can't really tell if he's talking. And then yeah. over here, he's talking way too much. When I first saw that trailer, I'm like, shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to be a full-on talking dog. Like, it's supposed to be like a little quirk, not a full-on. Yeah, only the stoners can understand you. Right. Dude, there you now go. Now that I think about it, I don't think any other people outside of the mystery there crew. There you go. 
exactly. ever mentioned Scooby was talking. And who understands them the most? Shaggy. Who's both eating Scooby snacks, aka edibles? Scooby and Shaggy. <laughs> they both got it down, dude. Come on, it's <laughs> the '60s. Who are we kidding? <laughs> uh, wait, that that brought up a, a very interesting thing that I talked about a lot with my brother about 20 years ago, right when. Um, not not 20 that's that's going back a bit far back when when streaming just kicked in it's probably like 15 years ago um and i know i've mentioned it to you uh recently too is we're finally reaching that point where movies can be released on demand the same day they go to theater and this proves it that there's a market for it oh yeah and i know uh theaters like amc are pissed uh, and they're they're starting to like boycott Universal because Universal's saying yeah like once this is over we're still gonna do this, right right right. Um, so now they're trying to boycott Universal and I don't think that's gonna work. But I feel that we've hit that point where from this point forward, you're gonna have the option to either go out for the true cinema experience and watch it on the silver screen with the popcorn and the sticky floors and whatnot, uh, or you can stay home yeah. and rent it. Uh, and enjoy it from home. They both so, have their place, man. Yes, they really they, do. There's there's pros and cons to everything. I I still like watching some movies in the theater because the sound systems in those theaters were developed specifically for the movie. Like, um, let's take the recent Godzilla movies that came out. Watching those in the theater is completely different from watching it at home. For one. Godzilla 2014 got a lot of flack because it was too dark to see anything. But if you're watching it in, in the cinema, you can see it because it's it's right. on a giant screen and projector. Yeah. The sounds come through perfectly on their, what, 15 speakers that they have around the auditorium. Right. On home, it's hard to, to emulate that on a 50-inch TV with the 5.1 <laughs> stereo, if you have that. If you have that, yeah, right. that's true. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's pros and cons to everything, but I have a feeling that this is not going away. It's going to stay. I um, mean, a big um, point with, uh, to that would be Alamo Drafthouse. All, mm-hmm. Most of their movies are movies from 10, 20 years ago, cult I, classics. It's nostalgic and movies with them. Who, who is going or who used to go all the time to see um, Bill and Ted's um, you know, adventure. Uh, what was the one that, that we saw? Um, um, we saw Mike Wayne's Myers, World. Wayne's World. Yeah. You know, a clue. You know, we spend a lot of money to see these old movies that we could just pop in the DVD to. You know, right? That's true. I have both. This experience Wayne's is not going away at all. Yeah, I, I I doubt it's like people have been saying forever since the invention of the internet that uh, print is dead. Uh, but we still have places like Barnes and Noble, right? Where you can go out and buy uh, paperback books and stuff. So right. yeah, it's a medium that's not going away for a while. But I, I it, this is going to be a paradigm shift where we're going to start seeing demand videos of new releases at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Ugh, I don't know. I'm still on the fence with it. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to be ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's just the it, something just doesn't feel right about spending twenty dollars to watch a movie, but then not keep it. Right when How, you're when you're at home, it's right, different. It, if I so, waste my money somewhere else, you, so you've rented a couple of movies, right? 
that way. Yeah. How long do you keep the rental for? Because I haven't done that. Oh, with the newer movies? Mm-hmm. No, I, I've done older movies like okay. Liar Liar or something like that, okay. but it's usually just 48 hours. Okay. I'm pretty sure new releases are a shorter time than that. I'm pretty sure it's just 24. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Kind of like the old pay-per-view movies that you can you can You're right. yeah. rent where it's just like, okay, it's just for this day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's something a lot of people have to take into account. It's like, do you want to pay 20 bucks for something that you can watch only the next 24 hours or drop an extra six or seven bucks to keep it forever? Yeah. Because when you're at home, it's too easy just to be like, oh, put it on pause. I'm going to go make some dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. When you go out to a theater, that's that's a commitment that, hey, no matter right. what, for the next two and a half hours, you're going to be there. And yeah, right. sure, you got snacks, drinks and everything else, but that's already provided for you. Right. right. And do, home, do, you, do you risk missing a key scene to run down to the bathroom or do you risk your bladders exploding? So that That's something that. Oh, hey, it, that's, a like kind of that. a that's a good point. That's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> And unless you can sneak in an empty bottle, which please don't do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> hey, um, I know people that don't. So please, if you're going to do it, take an empty bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Ronan. Go, go down the talking hall. Talking to you. No! I don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He uses a Capri Sun pouch. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, shoot. I wasn't even trying to go there. <laughs> Hey, that was good. Yes, and yes, and ladies and gentlemen, keep our wits sharp, man. Ladies and gentlemen. So what? So what movies did come out uh, direct to demand here? Well, I know um, Doolittle. Right, Doolittle um, did. Nobody saw that. (laughs) Yeah, like, um, uh, dude, that's some fu money, man. Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't give a dang. Like, I um, got my millions. Yeah, Nostalgia Critic did a, a review on that one, and he blasted. A lot of people have been blasting it. <laughs> That's hilarious, do dude. Is they should do what they did to, um, uh, to the Hulk movie once Iron Man came out. Is they need to go back and they need to add a post-credit scene. Where oh, that's hilarious, is, dude! Yes, yeah, this is a fever dream of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's amazing! They should. They <laughs> yes. totally should. He's waiting for his next case, Dude. and he just snaps awake from a nightmare of being able to talk to animals. <laughs> this that would be great, and like for hardcore like Sherlock Holmes people, he would have, you know, some sort of note, and Watson would find it, and he like, what, what did you just take? What did you take? And then it would be like your cocaine, a seven percent solution, and yeah, more formaldehyde oh or something. Oh my god, that'd be perfect. That'd be great. That's that's probably the only way you can try to save that movie, or at least make it somewhat watchable. Right. <laughs> I know that Sonic the Hedgehog and the Invisible Man were also uh, straight to demand, but they were also like they like they did it at the same time. You know, yeah. like they were both out at the same time. Yeah. So they they were out for about a month before everything happened. So by the time everyone started to self quarantine, self isolate, and all that. They their theater run was kind of towards the end. Yeah, the fact, sure. Sonic is just finally getting their Blu-ray release next Tuesday, which I'm excited for. Right, that was a movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um, but um, man, as far as other movies, Scoob, um, I'm going I cannot down a list think, here. 
I have it. I have a cheat sheet. Give me a second. Cheater. Bloodshot by Vin Diesel. That's a that dude. One, that he does big. some really amazing comic book movies. It only um, the box office only brought in twenty nine point seven million. Mm-hmm. That is like atrocious. But I can't believe it was that bad. He, it was a comic book movie, right? It can't yeah. be that bad. And I know this, this was like a passion project for him, too, because he was a huge fan of the series, the comic series. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe this maybe it'll be like. Um, uh, oh, what was the the one that spawned the, the Riddick movies? Uh, Pitch Black. Mm, um, mm-hmm. That one didn't do well. It became a cult classic. And then that kicked off the the Riddick character and he got his movies. Okay. Uh, so maybe it'll be like that. Maybe maybe it'll have it's a slow start to a, a running franchise, or who knows? Maybe it'll be like the Dark Universe, um, the Mummy that came out in 2017, where it just bombed so hard. There goes that. Yeah. The sequels for no, that. No, I, I just looked up the yeah. um, the score. Audience loved it. Audience had a nearly 80 percent. And oh, wow. the critics had a thirty percent. So this is one of those where the critics really a, a, are just a taking a dump on difference. it. Yeah. Onward also came out, and everyone is saying that if you have any type of relationship with your brothers or dad, you're going to cry your your eyes out. That's right. That one came <sighs> out like two weeks before. Yes. Lockdown, and then they're like, "Okay, it's on Disney Plus now." It's on Disney Plus straight too. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." In fact, one of my friends works at the Fye at Bassett. And she told me that I should watch it because they make (laughs) – if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, but I know that the premise of it, like in this world, magic exists, but then technology came and people uh, relied on technology. So magic became like true life history and it it formed into a and d which is played by nerds, which are history buffs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so she said I should watch it just because I'm a D&D player. Yeah, and yeah. And they're talking about like spell range and and spell effects and I'm using actual D&D terminology and I'm like I definitely have to see yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I dig it. Um but I'm not seeing anything else that catches my eye as far as recent releases. No, yeah. Neither do I. Um, what other? Well, what aside from that? What other movies were we really uh, looking forward to? Wasn't the uh, the new um, James Bond movie supposed to be out later this year? Yes, dude. Yes. And Mulan too. Mulan was coming Mulan. out in July. Yeah, I was uh, very lukewarm on that. Um, yeah, but I know that that was going to be a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah, um, No Time to Die comes out late November. Um, Black Widow comes out early November. That's going to be a good. Uh, one. Godzilla vs. Kong is late November. It's going to be another good so, one. Yeah, th- these are movies that might be able to get a theatrical release. Um, if Depends, right? Because right. they say that this uh, thing will have a resurgence in fall. So, But I mean, yeah. come on. We, we've been through this. Like, We're going to have to really plan it out smartly. Mm-hmm. Oh, free guy mid December. That I want to see that one. Yes, dude, that's gonna be hilarious. Yes, I, I I hope Disney let Ryan play around a bit with it. I really hope so too. They have to if they're smart, yeah. right? Because I mean, look what he did with Deadpool. 
Yeah. And and um, let's let's face it, we have Deadpool movies because it, it was again a passion project by Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we didn't get that quote unquote leak <laughs> of of Deadpool back in what twenty ten, we wouldn't have gotten a Deadpool movie. I was watching a movie recently. Um, geez, I forgot what we were watching. Was it? No, it wasn't Adam's Family. It was a new movie. That it, it, it was a recent movie, rather. And it was so meta because they were like going to a club, and then they were like, "Oh, look, they have uh, Ryan Reynolds' gi- uh, gin." And that was so small. It was such a small line, but it just made me crack up so hard. I was like, "Did they really say that? That is hilarious, dude!" Like meta is like its true form should just be Ryan Reynolds, like meta Ryan Reynolds. Yes. So that, that sounds like now cologne. other other people are now getting meta with Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds it's its own form of meta. It's That's fascinating. True. It's great, dude. It's so not. It's so awesome. Because you look what he's done outside of Deadpool. His aviation gin commercials are hilarious. Yes, dude. His <laughs> back and forth with Hugh Jackman is fantastic. <laughs> so like, fun. Um, did you see the video that came out uh, where he like video bombed uh, Jackson during uh, one of his presentations and sang him Happy Birthday? Uh no, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it's like Hugh Jackman is on stage and he's talking in front of a crowd. Um, I forget. I don't know what he was talking about. If it was like for a, like a school commencement or something like that, but then the the projector screen on the back pops up and and Ryan Reynolds is on there and he interrupts Jack and he he sings Jack Happy Birthday. Oh, that's uh, hilarious, dude! That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, they're they're frenemies, and it shows. <laughs> Very cool. I was watching uh, Psycho recently. What, the, one, uh, one of my fav- favorites, yeah. Yeah, that one's a good one. Do you know if that's... So, it's a Universal movie, but do you know if that was part of Universal... Um, if if they... If he would be classified as like one of those classic uh, monsters or... Te- technically, no. Because um, to be considered a Universal monster, um, you would have to be put into with the... the the early era of monster movies so it's all the classic literary monsters um that are yeah considered that's universal. true they um, never did jacqueline hyde did they universal um, he did appear there's a ton of them um so i have to go back and, and watch but i know frankenstein and dracula were the earliest and then they kicked off their own kind of cinematic universe um which is really interesting if, if you guys want to if you guys think marvel did the whole cinematic universe thing you're wrong it was actually universal with the monsters because mm-hmm. you you had mm-hmm. like um frankenstein meets the werewolf or the wolfman yes uh, and man. then yes. house dracula had like wolfman uh gilman dracula they all met uh they were the first to, to actually mix their movies together uh which is really cool and a lot of them they're dated by by today's standards given that but a lot of them are really really good um, Bride of Frankenstein is easily one of my favorite sequels mm-hmm. uh, of that because uh, it starts out um, in Mary Shelley's um, uh, house and she's entertaining guests for tea and they ask her about um, 
the Frankenstein novel, and she goes into the next chapter, which then leads into the movie, which picks up where the first one left off. It's so well it's done. So well done. Um, but I don't believe um, I, I don't believe. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember his name. The guy from Psycho. Um, Are you talking about oh the actor goodness. or the? No, the the character. The killer. Yeah. Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Thank you. I don't think Norman Bates would be considered a universal monster. You know, they really need... So, I loved The Invisible Man, the the, the new one that came out. They did a wonderful um, modern spin on it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't had a chance okay. yet. So, I won't spoil it, but... So well done. I love it. It's so different. Very different. Um, I know that it technically could still be its own thing. Um, it, it has a lot of potential uh, for more coming down the, the, the line. So, if... Universal does want to do their whole Universal Dark. Um, you know, Nick's Tom Cruise. I think that would be a very <laughs> smart idea. Yeah, they got to start from scratch. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was uh, Paramount, so I don't think that was Universal. Uh, but still. That's weird, though. Is he in the mummy? Uh, that, that whole thing was a mess. They definitely should do a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde since oh, they God. didn't do my boy hulk right i think they should do dr jekyll and mr hyde your pills your pills (laughs) man this this is such a uh oh my gosh it's such a great story no matter what story you're telling this premise is just fascinating i want to see this on the big screen it's so fascinating the last time i remember seeing a jekyll and hyde movie dedicated to it was oh man it was like mid 90s uh, on Comedy Central, and it was Doctor Jekyll and Miss Hyde. Really, I've never heard yeah. of this. What is this? It's a weird one. It, it follows the same premise where the Doctor develops a formula um, it, that was developed by his great grandfather, which was who was Doctor Jekyll. Oh, and he okay. takes he takes it, but instead of transforming into like a brutish monster, he tracks he transforms into a femme fatale. So he, it's a like a, a gender change movie. It's really weird. No way. Yeah. So like like the woman version of him is very, um, uh, wow. she's very um, velour. She uses her sex to gain like gain favors and, and way ahead and of its time. Power, I guess. Power. Yeah. That would do well um, today. Oh no! I guess their Nutty Professor was a Jekyll and Hyde movie too. Nutty Professor was. Definitely yeah. was yes, but we um, we need one that that goes like that delves into the the dichotomy of, of the good. I, I think the original movie. story needs to be told. You yeah. know, not you know that skinny and fat, fat, not nerdy and you know no. popular. I think because the original you... we saw just recently, the one with um, Jerry Lewis, we we saw that one. That one was yeah. That and, one was pretty man. Good. If you don't know Jerry Lewis and his comedy. It's going to fall flat, man. I'm so lucky that I actually love Jerry Lewis and yeah. those types of movies. But showing it to Lizzie, I was like, um, this is good, I promise. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the Jerry Lewis version was that the Hyde or Buddy Love character is more of a dick. Oh, my gosh, thing. dude. Yeah. It, it wasn't like uh, there wasn't like a, a, a separation of like, OK, you have you have the good doctor and you have buddy love and they're right. fighting for control. The Eddie Murphy one, uh, nutty professor yes. did that a lot better, a lot where better, but love was taking over. And yeah. that one, 
that one stuck more closer to the true Jekyll and Hyde I story. Agree. I yeah. agree. But the Jerry Lewis one is still fantastic. I highly still recommend you watch it because it's it's a great film. Um, Another but, yeah, testament true. to that is those types of movies back then. Like I like I always say whenever we talk about these older type of movies, man, they let silence breathe. Oh yeah, which you will never ever see now in modern movies. You'll never yeah, see it again. Movies today have to have to keep people's attention, so they're always going to have a quick pace um, and a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, unless it's it's like one of those really um, well done horror films where it's dependent on the silence. You don't see that today. Even drama where or silence can be used right, to really right, you're right. emphasize a an emotional scene. Ah. It, isn't done too well. You know who's doing it now, though, and the only person that I think is doing it right now is Quint- Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. He's still got it. Yes. The, uh, the Hateful Eight. There are minutes of silence um, mm-hmm. happening at a time, and just slow pans. You know, letting that whole distrust basically breathe in the room. Mm-hmm. Great. The same great, thing great. with the um, Inglorious Bastards. With uh, the I forget the character's oh, name, yes. but I call him the Jew Hunter. The Man, whenever he's on on set and he is quiet, oh my and everyone gosh. Else is quiet, that that you can cut the tension with a knife. Christoph Waltz, everybody, by yes. the way. Yes, he is a fantastic actor. He he's I known more him, for his dude. villainous roles, but when he plays the hero, he's great. I like love a, him. He plays uh, um, the uh, the dentist in Django. Django. Was, oh my gosh! Um, and he plays the the. The scientist in uh, Attila, or Alita. Oh, Alita. Alita the battle Angel. Yeah. Yes. So he's he's one of those that unfortunately is typecast more towards the villain, but he does. They great. even made fun of that typecasting. I'm not quite sure if you remember a little movie with Seth Rogen called The Green Hornet. Yes. He yeah. was Blodnowski. Yes. He did a little homage to his to his villainous roles. Yes, and what's funny is. Lenovsky is like the nicest guy you can meet. <laughs> Do you not think I'm scary? My pistol has two barrels. <laughs> like, <what the> fuck? <laughs> this is hilarious, dude. He's like, oh I, I like how this, this guy's theatrics. I should do something like that. <laughs> He's hilarious. Yeah, I loved him so it. much. That movie did not do well, but I freaking oh, it loved didn't. it. It didn't oh, do well man. at all. No. I remember loving it and cherishing it. I think mainly because of Christoph Waltz and um mm-hmm. seth rogan but yeah. so i tried to show it to lizzie one time and she was like uh, this is weird <laughs> <laughs> just because the effects were not good at all because technically no, it's, it's, it's like very cheesy well, effects i think people remember it as like a comic book right but well, it, they don't it remember it show. i'm sorry it was a tv show um it was a radio show yeah, and then it was very big when it came out in the 70s as a TV show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people loved it because it was like Bruce Lee's early start before he got into yes. big movies. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, but that was and, more of like the Lone Ranger type days, like freaking uh, Lone Ranger, Green Hornet. What else played on the radio back then? Oh, Sherlock Holmes? The Shadow. The Shadow. The Shadow. Man, they need to bring those things back. Yeah. Oh, they already did Lone Ranger. Uh, they, uh, how'd you like they, that one? I didn't like that one too well. Uh, that is where I started to like really like Johnny Depp really started to get on my nerves. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Forget the whole whitewashing thing that he's playing a Native American. It's like uh, it's just it's Jack Sparrow doing an American accent. 
<laughs> right, right. There's so many different ways they could have gone with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I know back in 94, they they did a, 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 an updated version of The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. That was a good one. Oh, really? I yes, didn't even hear can, about that. Yeah, if you can oh. if you can watch that one, that one's a good one. Um, Alec Baldwin, he's like the only person I can remember from that from that movie off the top of my head but that one's really good they they capture like it's got a very um unique it's a 35 percent on rotten tomatoes that's crazy yeah but we it, know better than to listen to rotten tomatoes came, don't we yeah it, it came out during the time where comic book movies were still kind of seen as like like lower kids entertainment gotcha because it was it, it definitely was trying to cash in on the whole batman the tim burton batman craze um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Back in the mainstream before they died again because of the Batman craze. <laughs> yeah, dude, I cannot believe that is Alec Baldwin. I'm looking at this guy right now. I'm like, holy cow! And yeah. then Tim Curry, dude, God rest his soul. That's right. He's yeah. in there. Um, God bless yeah, he's, him. He's in there. Rest in yeah, peace. that that one's a really good one because they they kind of touch on like the whole mystical sense of of uh, telekinesis and stuff. It's really cool. Very cool. Nice. It was a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah. Well, you, you've been watching Nerd Nostalgia. Right? <laughs> that, that's what this show is all about. Oh, man. Was there anything else that you wanted to get in on this second episode? Back? Yeah. Um, since we've had so much time to ourselves, got a big question for you. What you been playing? I've been playing a lot of DBZ Kakarot and yes. Rock Band. All right. Um, I think I've put in a good hundred dollars into rock band songs. Um, it's bad. I have an addiction. Um, Kakarot I got during a flash sale, so I got it at nice. a good uh, price. And all I can say, just a quick review on Kakarot, man. If you love Dragon Ball Z, if you love the classic story from you know the Saiyan Saga to Buu Saga, get it. It's a great homage. Um, yes. It's not going to be anything, you know, mind blowing. It's just going to be a classic retelling with amazing graphics, and now with the new DLC with um, Beerus and Whis in it, it does some really cool things to make it original as well. So you're not going to be dis- disappointed. Really, really, it's, it's such a fascinating game. Yeah, I, I picked it up um, a couple of days after it came out, um, and I, I played that. I had to take a break from it because I kind of got bored with um, uh, power leveling, so I stopped like right around the Cell Saga. So I'm I'm pretty oh good into it. Yes, yeah. actually, um, it gets a lot better. It gets a lot easier to level up, obviously, as nice. soon when you get closer to the Boo Saga, um, and then of course after you beat Boo, um, geez, it just gets super super easy. And you're gonna have to level up if you want to beat Beerus. I'm already at my max level, and it's I cannot beat Beerus for the life of me. Oh, it nice. sucks. Um, I'm maxing out everything. I'm trying to eat all the meals, and he's just so strong that you you really have to have strategy on your side. So it's not like you can just oh, like man. level up and then just and run just in. You know, you have it. to have an extremely good strategy to take him down. Oh man, yeah, I gotta I gotta get back into that one for sure. What have you been playing? Oh man, I've been game hopping like crazy. Oh yeah, um, I can imagine. The one I've I've probably played the most consecutively would be the new Animal Crossing. 
Oh yes, um, dude. Everyone's yeah. been talking about that. Yeah, it came out at a, at a really good time, <laughs> in the middle of all of all the Baltimore attacks. Um, <laughs> right. Um, it, it's like the first couple of weeks I played it all day long. Now it's just I I pop in in the morning and once in the afternoon to do some my once a day things, and then I switch over to another game. Um, because that's that's one thing that is a little bit of of, of uh, contention for this game is it doesn't have a lot of content. You have to wait for um, actual days to happen. So like they had oh, an Easter event, which they called Bunny Day. The first of May was May Day. Um, what's the next one coming up? But they have like in-game holidays that take place on actual dates. So you actually have Very to cool. wait for something to happen. So that, that kind of can force people to lose interest in it um, after a while. Um, but it's still a very zen game. It's very relaxing. Um, if you had like a, a rough day at work or, or anything like that, just play it for like an hour and you'll calm down. Really, really fun. Um, but some of the other games I've been bouncing to, uh, I've been doing Kakarot 2, um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I jumped into Fallout 4 for a bit. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. It's like, man, I hate Bethesda games because they throw all these side quests at you and the OCD kicks in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> it's like, and the new Elder Scrolls is coming out next year. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> hey, um, uh, did you see that Wastelanders? Uh, not Wastelanders. Well, same thing. I guess Fallout uh, 76 for, is free this weekend. Fun. And everybody's like, you can't pay me enough to play this piece of nice. ass. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. We have story now. Oh, we, we have I know, right? Story. They tried. Uh, I have to. I think I linked it. No, I linked. I, there's a, a song from a, a band called the Chalk Eaters that makes um, songs based off of uh, video game memes. And they do one on Bethesda called "It Just Works." I'll put that up on the on the Facebook page for everyone to listen to. Heck yeah. They take some really well deserved jabs at Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yes, dude. Nice. Um, they do deserve more views, though. Um, but let's see what else have I been playing? Uh, Trials of Mana on the Switch. I got back into Cave Story. I don't know if you played that one, but that's a no. classic game. Yeah, that, that one I definitely pick up if you're a fan of, like, Metroidvania games uh, and, like, 8-bit graphic. Uh, that one's really fun. Um, but I've been, like, just game hopping like crazy. Um, just to keep try to keep things fresh. <laughs> gotcha. Jeez. But yeah, the- I need to step away from Kakarot. Because right now, um, after I beat the game, now I'm just trying to polish everyone off to 250. Yeah, um, just so I can try to get my strategy down to beat Barris. But like I said, I'm kind of just beating a dead horse at this point because I'm yeah. like, I'm not getting good. That's, and the, that's thing the thing with RPGs. Eventually, you hit a wall, and yeah. the only way to get over the wall is just by power leveling, and that that gets tiresome after a while. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, you got to switch it up. Yeah, um, so. I don't know what's next. I think I'm been playing a lot of games. Actually, um, really quick, now that um, you have your, your PC and I brought down my PC, got everything connected again, I think I'm going to start doing more PC games. So uh, you might be seeing uh, Ronan and I on some stream games. 
Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for the for our YouTube channel because um, we're gonna be putting some more stuff up. Yeah, um, the the podcast we like doing them because it's it's a uh, thirty plus minutes of us just chatting and you're forced to listen to us. But we want to throw some more content out there. You know, video games. We're trying to figure out a way to do um, like movie parties. That would be uh, so awesome. So that we can like stream movies or anime series and just have have you like uh, join us and listen to our commentary we can answer questions from the chat uh we're trying to figure out how to do that um so that's hopefully we can we can get up there because what movie do you guys want us to do first yeah there's what movie or series you want i just recently finally got the entire series of dragon ball on dvd i'm super stoked to, to 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 go through that again um but yeah, if if we can get this up, let us know what kind of movies and stuff you want us to put up there, and, and we'll we'll see if we can uh, if we can show it and uh, 